What's up, everybody? Casey Hendrickson here. Friendly reminder to leave a rating and review on wherever you're listening to this podcast and join me on my website at btmedia.news. That's Burning Truth Media, btmedia.news. A new social network is coming here soon, and you can get the Daily Show prep podcast, other posts, including a news aggregator from some of the best conservative news sources around the world right there on btmedia.news. All right, so this is hour one of my December 23rd, 2022 show. That was my final radio show of 2022, right before I took my end of the year uh, vacation. So this is a, actually, this is a, a bit of a doozy. All right, so hour one, I start things light, and we go into a very cringeworthy brand new Christmas classic that I think that you'll appreciate, but most Christmas music is awful and terrible, so this kind of fits the bill for that. But I like the messaging on it. The other thing is Republicans in the House of Representatives have come out with their own January 6th report, and their report is a lot more thorough and fact-filled and also truthful than the Democrat-led January 6th committee report, which has been hot garbage and hasn't convinced anybody that the narrative is true. You're not going to want to miss this. If you are at all somebody who is studying January 6th, the things that were uncovered in this report from House Republicans, for many of you who listen to my show, it won't be new information. But for many of you out there, it is going to be eye-opening and shocking. So have a listen. Enjoy it. Merry Christmas. Merry Gingerbread House. And Happy New Year. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Well, uh, the weather sucks. The travel sucks, and I wish the best for all of you who are affected by the weather. I certainly hope that it doesn't ruin your holidays, and I hope that you're all safe and sound. But uh, we, what would the holiday season be, ladies and gentlemen, if we did not have, right before Christmas, if we did not have a cringy Christmas song? Let's be honest, almost all Christmas music is cringy. This one's especially cringy, but... It's got a good message, so have a listen. It's beginning to look a lot like treason Every time we vote Take a look at the Mesa docks Fake ballots in the drop box Election night reporting shows the blue It's beginning to look a lot like treason Ballots the wrong size but the scariest sight you'll see are the reporters on TV sticking to their lies. Once the votes are accounted, it must not be doubted. It all went just as they planned. If more votes than voters you shouldn't have noticed, you just don't understand. And George and Klaus can hardly wait to do it all again. It's beginning to look a lot like treason. Every election time Take a look at the ballot mules Playing us all for fools Sure they'll never answer for their crime It's beginning to look a lot like treason Soon the count will stop If the numbers don't look right They'll just change them in the night With a ballot draw
know it, the networks won't show it. The sheep will think it's all fine. If lawsuits you're planning, they'll kill it on standing and sue you for wasting their time. And Zuckerbucks keep rolling in to keep the clerks in line. It's beginning to look a lot like treason. Socialist galore. But we will not go away until every trader pays and we're free once more. Now, honestly, they might have something there. I couldn't take any more of it, but they might have something there. It's just they need somebody to actually, you know, make it into real music instead of that god-awful stuff that they got going on there. But, But I approve of the message. I understand what they're trying to say. I can appreciate that. Speaking of treason... I think I promoted that I was going to do this yesterday. I didn't get an opportunity to. House GOP has located emails and text showing that Pelosi's office directly involved in the failed January 6th security situation, which we already knew. This is not surprising to anybody who has not had their head buried in the sand. So here's the story from justthenews.com. House Republicans gathered a trove of text and email messages showing that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office was directly involved in the creation and editing of the Capitol security plan that failed during the January 6th riot that the security officials later declared that they had been denied again and again the resources needed to protect one of the nation's most important homes of democracy. Now, that was always nonsense. It always wasn't true. Unfortunately, we had Capitol Police officers lying to the American people on television and under oath. I exposed a couple of those liars on the show and proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that they were lying to you. It was a sad, sad moment. Not that the riot wasn't a sad moment, because it was. The internal communications were made public on Wednesday in a report compiled by Republican Representatives Rodney Davis, our very own Jim Banks, Troy Nels, Jim Jordan, and Kelly Armstrong. It encompasses the results of months of investigation that they did of evidence that had been ignored by the Democrat-led January 6th committee. Again, the January 6th committee is not a legitimate body of anything. It is a kangaroo court. They did not allow any exculpatory evidence to be admitted. They didn't allow for those who were being persecuted to defend themselves No evidence was allowed to be submitted. Uh, Witnesses were not allowed to give testimony and offering anything contradictory to the pre-concluded outcome of the January 6th committee. It was a sham. It always was a sham. The lawmakers were authorized by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to do their own probe. The report concludes the Capitol was left vulnerable on January 6th as a result of failures by the Democratic leadership in the House and law enforcement leaders in the Capitol Police who allowed concerns about the optics of having armed officers and National Guardsmen visible to the public to override the need for enhanced security. Now, before we dive into this a little bit more, most of you are well aware of this, but there's going to be a few of you who've got relatives in town. Maybe you're forcing them to listen to this show right now or you will be with those relatives at some point in the next week or so. And they still think the January 6th committee is a legal proceeding and not a political one that has no legal standing whatsoever. Maybe they still think that. 
Maybe they're not aware that President Trump offered up tens of thousands of troops to provide security because of the the dramatically large number of people that were going to be there. You know, tensions are going to be high at that moment, even if the president, which he did, told them to be peaceful. Well, we, we already knew that Nancy Pelosi turned down those security requests. We've got video evidence of Antifa starting all of this. Not Trump supporters, but Antifa. And again, that doesn't, ex- that doesn't uh, exonerate or excuse how some Trump supporters behaved. But we have definitive evidence that Antifa and potentially an FBI asset started the riots on January 6th. And then the mob mentality took over. That's never been investigated. It's never been pointed out other than in, you know, conservative media uh, who has provided you with all of the video evidence and the timeline of all of this. But we already know that Nancy Pelosi was offered this security and that she denied it. We've already got some of this, these documents leaked. This is why it's so important. I had a lot of you contacting me and saying, hey, you know, if Republicans do win the midterm elections, like what, what good does that really do? Well, it allows them to take over investigations and committees in the House. This is imperative to to discovering what happened, not just with January 6th and some of the failures there, but also with Fauci and COVID and, and Hunter Biden and some of these other things that are going on. So they were conducting this, this uh, investigation themselves, and they were able to uncover stuff that many of us already knew, but some additional things that were completely ignored by the January 6th committee, whose official public statement was their job was to figure all of this stuff out. The problem is is that they never were. It was was always a witch hunt. We already know that. And Liz Cheney was specifically asked that by some news outfit. I don't remember who they were, but she was specifically asked, like, you know, hey, why aren't you letting any of this other evidence get in there that might contradict your narrative? And and she basically said, we're not going to let them steer the the committee and and uh, mislead the public. Well, it's not misleading the public if it's evidence. So again, Kevin McCarthy authorized uh, these lawmakers to do this, and they were able to dig up evidence of what actually happened. So I'm going to go over some of what their findings were in just a couple of minutes. Like I said, this isn't going to be a surprise for a lot of you. But for many of you, maybe you'll be hearing this for the very first time, or you'll be hearing it in a way that it doesn't just sound like it's coming from, you know, your friend who is off the deep end on social media, that these, this is an actual, you know, congressional investigation. And maybe that will help you come to terms with what really happened that day. More of that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Again, uh, if you're out there traveling, please be careful. Road conditions are not ideal. And for those of you who are affected by the weather, we're hoping that uh, everything works out for you and that you have a great holiday season. Merry Gingerbread House for the audience. If you don't know the history behind Merry Gingerbread House, uh, you can hit me up online because we've been doing it since 2014. One day I'll probably spin it into like a charitable endeavor, but I haven't been able to do that as of yet. So we were just talking about what House Republicans were able to find in a months-long investigation of what happened on January 6th. And they concluded that, look, uh, there were some optics that the Democrats didn't like. Democrats were offered security, and they were offered armed officers. They were offered National Guard troops. 
And they were worried about the optics of people seeing those things. And therefore, they turned them down. Well, we already know that as a result of turning them down, we had the riot. And while the riot was relatively small and didn't cost a lot of damage and only Trump supporters were killed, it's still taken over the national narrative. Now, I disagree somewhat with Dan Bongino in, in his phrasing of this and that, you know, we lost the moral high ground and uh, this has allowed, you know, the Democrats to I- exploit the January 6th. They, and they certainly have, and the media has helped them while ignoring Antifa and BLM riots, which are far longer, larger, more damaging, much more violent, you know, huge body counts, lots of injuries, murder, rape, actual insurrection that happened on several occasions that gets completely ignored by the news media. He's right about that. But I was listening to Dan Bongino earlier in the week, and he said that not only did we lose the moral high ground with the riot, but he felt that we were getting ready to turn a corner, that we were winning that that debate. I don't think that we were. I don't think that we were winning that debate because, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what the polling data shows. The polling data clearly shows that this country is very concerned about where Democrats want to take it. The polling shows that, um, you know, they don't like the direction of the country, that they support police, they oppose defund the police. None of that has mattered in, in a good chunk of these elections on a national scale. On a local scale, yes, and January 6th isn't going to change that. I just I disagree with him on that. I, I, I think that he was hopeful that that was going to happen, but I don't actually see any evidence of that. Um, my position still stands that the high the high road is a losing strategy in modern politics because it has been a losing strategy for several decades now, and I don't see that turning around. I'm not saying that I support what happened on January 6th because I clearly don't support what happened on January 6th, and I made that very clear numerous times. That hasn't stopped local media from lying about my position on it. That hasn't stopped liberal listeners from lying about my position on it. Just like it would not have stopped anybody in the press from lying about Trump or any of these other things. You know, when you can lie about somebody with impunity and the media will cover for you and then you can do the Goebbels strategy of, you know, lie, 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 and then it just becomes the truth. You're really not going to turn that corner. Either people are going to look around and say things are awful and we need to change or they're not. And I just disagree with Dan Bongino on that point. I understand what he's trying to say. I just disagree with him. Too optimistic, in my opinion. So the internal communications were made public Wednesday in a report compiled by Republicans. Uh, Leadership and law enforcement failures within the U.S. Capitol left the complex vulnerable on January 6, 2021. We already know that. The Democrat-led investigation of the House of Representatives, however, has disregarded those institutional failings that exposed the Capitol to violence that day. And that's true. In fact, the January 6th committee has gone to great lengths to hide text messages, to hide emails that would expose Democratic Party leadership to these security failures. We've also caught the January 6th committee fabricating text messages and fabricating emails and lying about people. It also corroborated prior reporting by Just the News that Capitol Police began receiving specific warnings in mid-December that there could be significant violence planned against the Capitol and lawmakers by protesting, planning, uh, protesters planning to attend the certification of the 
2020 election results. So in mid-December, okay, so weeks before the event, Capitol Police were getting reports. We already knew this too. At least my audience did. Maybe some of you who are left-leaning in the audience weren't told this because the news media didn't tell you this. Prior to that day, the U.S. Capitol Police had obtained sufficient information from an array of channels to anticipate and prepare for the violence that occurred, which for the record would make sense considering that the FBI had infiltrated several of the groups that were there and the FBI was in fact steering some of those groups and their behavior on January 6th. It would make sense that they would have gotten some warning. Representative Jim Banks of Indiana said that the GOP report helps counter a Democrat narrative that ignored security failures by police and political leadership. Let's not forget, we got videos of Trump supporters as Antifa was breaking windows out, looking at the Capitol Police and going, you better stop this. Why are you letting this happen? This is your country. This is your job. Please stop them. And they didn't. They stood by and didn't do anything. You know, if you have one or two people doing it and the crowd of Trump supporters was stopping them, which they were, it's on video. But then you allow more people to do it. Eventually, mob mentality and the crowd takes over. And now you stop something that could have been prevented. Our report exposes the partisanship, incompetence and indifference that led to the disaster on January 6th. And it uh, and in it, the leading role Speaker Pelosi and her office played in the security failures of the Capitol. Again, this is Representative Jim Banks. Unlike the sham January 6th committee, House Republicans produced a useful report that will keep out Capitol and USCP officers safe, keep our Capitol and USCP officers safe with no subpoena power, no budget. Um, the report also does not sugarcoat the behavior of pro-Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol, nor should it. On January 6, 2021, criminal rioters assaulted police officers. That's true in some parts of the, the Capitol. That happened. Broke into the U.S. Capitol. That's true. Damaged property. That's true. And temporarily interfered with the certification of states, presidential and vice presidential electors at the joint session of Congress, a typically pro forma event. True. These are all true. This is the thing that I'm desperately trying to get people to understand. You know, two things at, can be true at once even if they're seemingly contradictory. But we have, we've set up this tribalist society where everything has to be all in on my side and all out on the other side. And that's just not how things usually work. You know, you can look at what happened at the Capitol. I've been saying this since the day that it happened. You can look at the Capitol and you can understand that there were, there were moments where the crowd initiated physical altercation with officers. You can also look at two other areas. One area where police instigated violence with the crowd. And then the other one where police invited the crowd in. And the crowd walked in peacefully and engaged in no violence whatsoever and no property damage. All three of those things are true. And if you can't get people to admit that all three of those things are true, and that this isn't just a right and wrong scenario, that there were people who conducted themselves with integrity on both sides, and there were people who conducted themselves with criminal behavior on both sides. If you can't come to that conclusion, you're never going to be able to have an honest discussion about what happened. The real question becomes, did Trump encourage this and call for it and initiate it? And the answer to that is very simply and plainly, no. 
We have all of the evidence that contradicts that false narrative. And the other thing is, is could it have been prevented with measures, particularly measures that the president himself had offered to the Capitol? And the answer to that is yes. Now, you can say that maybe the Capitol and Nancy Pelosi felt that there was a an optics issue with how it looked to have armed military personnel there. Or you can look at it from a perspective, and this is entirely up to you, that maybe they wanted something to happen so they could exploit it exactly the way that they have exploited it. Which, if you ask me, seems like the more plausible scenario. More coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, If you don't need to travel, don't travel. Again, conditions are still not ideal out there, obviously. So do yourself a favor, be safe, enjoy your family around this uh, this Christmas holiday season, and uh, don't do anything that you don't really need to do. All right, so we're talking about the House Republican report that just came out about the security breakdown on January 6, 2021. And this is important. Now, two of the individuals who are in, involved with this investigation that have released this report now were supposed to be on the January 6th committee, but Nancy Pelosi in an historic and unprecedented move denied them to be seated on the committee, which had never happened before. And, you know, again, there is a, there's a bit of a debate happening right now between changing the rules back that Nancy Pelosi changed in the house, changing the rules back, getting rid of her rule changes. There's another strategy that says use all of her rule changes against her and the Democrats this time. Um, both of them have their their strategy arguments. I suppose you can make a case for morality, but I'll leave that up to you. Maybe I'll discuss it at another time. So we just got done with this part of the report, which was not very glowing of the rioters, okay? The Trump supporters who did riot. It, it's not a glowing report. It's not a report... That goes out there and says everything was the Democrats' fault and nothing was Trump supporters' fault. That's that's not what this report does. This report seems to be a heck of a lot more accurate than anything that the actual January 6th committee released, which was completely partisan. It was a witch hunt, and it was political theater. We'll get into a little bit more of that later today. The most explosive revelations, this is just the news.com. The most explosive revelations involve text and email messages showing that two key staffers in Pelosi's office attended regular meetings to discuss the security plan for January 6th, dating back to early December 2020. Remember, January 6th happened on January 6th, 2021. Mid-December, assuming uh, that this is because the federal law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, had people inside these groups. In mid-December, the Capitol Police were getting warnings of planned violence and attacks. On January 6th, and the Capitol Police still chose to ignore the extra security measures. So, again, there's a, they had regular meetings to discuss the security plan. These are Pelosi's staffers for January 6th, going back to early December. And that Pelosi's top aide even edited some of the plans. You assume that Pelosi knew about that since her top aide was the one that was editing those plans. Most of those discussions and meetings excluded Republican lawmakers in the House. So most of the security meetings that took place about January 6th had no Republicans there. 
So once again, you are forced to assume one of two things about January 6th. We know that security was offered by Trump. We know that the military was offered by Trump, National Guard troops. We know that. We know that that was denied by not only Pelosi, but the Capitol Police. Now, there's two competing scenarios here. And I suppose that there could be a little truth to both of them. Scenario number one, the Democrats were concerned about the optics of having armed police and military personnel on the grounds of the Capitol with Trump supporters outside. They were worried about the optics of how that would look to the American people. The other argument is that they didn't want the extra security because they wanted something like this to happen so they could exploit it in exactly the way that they have exploited it since January 6th of 2021. There's a lot of people who are telling you, don't go to Washington, D.C. in January 2021 because it was a trap. There was a lot of people that were telling you that. There were people, bloggers and social media influencers and people in conservative circles some politicians and a lot of radio and television hosts were telling you not to go to, to Washington, D.C. on January 6th, that it was a trap and a setup. And that was before January 6th happened. Now you find out that Democrats were having regular security meetings about what to do on January 6th, including Pelosi's top aide, and Republicans were excluded from those security meetings. Do you think maybe Republicans were excluded from those security meetings for a reason or two? So that maybe they didn't know what the plan was? I'm just speculating here. I don't know, but there's got to be a reason that no Republican leadership was involved, right? Then House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving, who served on the Capitol Police Board by virtue of his position, succumbed to political pressures from the office of Speaker Pelosi and House Democrat leadership Leading up to January 6th, the report concluded, he coordinated closely with the Speaker and her staff and left Republicans out of important discussions related to security. After the devastating events of January 6th, when Pelosi forced Irving to resign, again, he was the fall guy for all of this, even though he was doing what she wanted, she needed a fall guy. A staffer in the House Sergeant-at-Arms office sent a stinging email suggesting the Democratic leadership had made Irving and Capitol Police Chief Steve Sund the fall guys to cover up the failure of lawmakers to provide adequate security resources. Now, my audience, this is not new for any of you, but for those of you who are forcing your liberal relatives to listen to this, this might be breaking news. It's been known for a long time that Pelosi was offered this security and she chose not to take it, and then she blamed the Capitol Police leadership for security failures, and we've already known about this email from staffers from within the Capitol Police that Pelosi set these guys up to be fall guys and patsies. After the devastating events on January 6th, Pelosi forced Irving to resign. Quote, for the Speaker's knee-jerk reaction to yesterday's unprecedented event, and God knows how Congress lives for its knee-jerk reactions, and to hell with future consequences to immediately call for your resignation after you have been denied again and again by appropriations for proper security outfitting of the Capitol, and I wrote several of those testimonies, and to blame you personally because our department 
was doing the best that they could with what they had in our comparatively small department size and limited officer resources. And because other agencies stepped in to assist just a fraction too late again for Congress to demand your resignation is spectacularly unjust, unfair, and unwarranted. Now, that was the email that was sent by the staffer to Irving after Irving Irving was set up as a patsy and a fall guy by Nancy Pelosi. This is not your fault or son's fault. If anything, appropriation should be hung out to dry. That was the letter. The GOP report directly challenges the story that Pelosi gave in February of 2021 that she had, quote, no power over Capitol Police or the security plan for January 6th, which uh, when she said that in February 2021, people like me were out there telling you that's bullcrap because she's the Speaker of the House. She's basically the boss. Documents provided by the House Sergeant-at-Arms show how then-House Sergeant-at-Arms, Paul Irving, carried out his duties in clear deference to the Speaker, her staff, and other Democratic staff. It also noted that Pelosi's Chief of Staff, Terry McAuliffe, and other, another aide assigned to Pelosi's staff, Jamie Fleet, had regular contact with police and the Sergeant-at-Arms over the security planning for January 6th, again starting in early December 2020. At one point, McAuliffe uh, was so involved that she was asked to edit a security plan letter that was going to lawmakers a few days ahead of the tragic event. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I said, might be breaking news to you you liberals listening, but not for my audience. More coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hope you're all doing well with the weather. Hope you stay safe. Stay off of the roads if you don't need to be on those roads just because. Um, obviously, it's it's worse in some areas of the listening audience than others. But nonetheless, if you don't need to go out, you probably just want to avoid it. Merry Gingerbread House and Merry Christmas to all of you out there. We're just uh, finishing up on our story here about the House Republican report on what happened on January 6th. And it's not it's not pleasant for uh, Democrats, I should say. They, they have exposed, as we have highlighted many times in the past, but this is official because they've gotten the official records, that uh, Democrats were responsible and, and led the security effort on January 6th, and that Republicans were shut out of the security effort. They weren't even allowed to participate in the meetings about security going back to early December. We also know that Trump offered uh, more police He offered military troops in the form of the National Guard up to 20,000, and we know that that was denied. Now, this report falls short of saying what I believe, if you read between the lines, it should be saying, which is that the Democrats intentionally withheld security on January 6th. And, And whether you believe they intentionally did so because of optics and they didn't like how it looked to have armed security there, Or if you think more in line with my opinion, which is that I believe they left the security out purposely because they wanted something to happen and they wanted to be able to exploit it, which is exactly what went down. I believe that because of just the nature of politics. I believe that because of how quick the reaction and the messaging was by Democrats. I believe that because you had numerous Antifa activists which kicked off. The rioting at, on January 6th, there's video evidence of that. I believe that because Ray Epps is an FBI asset 
And he is the first person that we have on camera the day before and throughout the day of the event talking about breaking into the Capitol and going into the Capitol. And he got called out for being a Fed. He disappeared and he whispered in somebody's ear right before the riot started. And that person then vocally kicked off the riot. So Ray Epps, if he's an FBI asset, that would mean that an FBI asset was directly responsible for starting the riot. Now, last I checked, that's illegal. And yet the FBI, the Democratic Party, nobody is interested in finding him or charging him or anything else. Independent reporters have found him just fine, but it's weird how nobody seems to really care about Ray Epps, even though he's the only person that we have on camera plotting and planning the rioting and the events that happened on January 6th. He's the only person we have, yet he's not faced any charges. Isn't that interesting? So I believe that there was a plot and a plan to kick this off and to not have that security in place. So that way you could make, or I should say the Democrats could make a case to the American people that, see, Republicans are the violent ones, even though it's been nothing but left-wing violence for the past several years. The political left in this country owns and dominates. They have a monopoly on political violence in this country. The one example they have that isn't them is January 6th, and even some of January 6th was, in fact, the left. Not all of it, but a lot of it. So now that we've got all of this information, uh, Pelosi's chief of staff, Terry McAuliffe, and another aide who was assigned to Pelosi's staff, Jamie Fleet, they're the ones that had regular contact with police and the sergeant at arms who was set up as the fall guy for the lack of security on January 6th, but they were just doing what Nancy Pelosi wanted. She's the one that didn't want security there. She's the one that didn't want the military there. Staffers at the sergeant at arms wrote letters explaining this to everybody. Irving sent the draft to McCullough and Fleet and requested any edits, comments, or concerns. Now, this is according to the new uh, report that just came out. McCullough responded shortly afterwards with edits. Okay, McCullough, again, is Nancy Pelosi's chief of staff, Terry McCullough. The report faults Irving for being distracted by other responsibilities and a top intelligence official for the Capitol Police for making changes to intelligence analysis that kept frontline officers from knowing the dangers that they were about to face that day. Quote, officers from the front lines and analysts in the USCP's intelligence division were undermined by the misplaced priorities of their leadership. Those problems were exacerbated by the House Sergeant-at-Arms, who was distracted from giving full attention to the threat environment prior to January 6th by several other upcoming events. Now, the report is not kind to Trump supporters. The report is not kind to the sergeant-at-arms. The report is not kind to the chief of the Capitol Police. And the report is really not kind to Nancy Pelosi and Democrat leadership. And all of it is accurate. You realize the January 6th committee, who has been caught red-handed on more than one occasion fabricating evidence to steer a narrative, they've just released their bit and it's, it's really a giant nothing burger. Meanwhile, House Republicans, two of whom were supposed to be on the January 6th committee, but Pelosi denied, they've been working in the background investigating this. And their report has more detailed information and more specifics about what actually happened, not just on January 6th, but in the lead up to January 6th, than the January 6th report has. 
And they didn't need a bunch of theatrical primetime nonsense either. Now, in a totally unrelated and not at all associated story, Peter Wilson over at the Epic Times, details of Beijing's alleged candidate funding network have emerged. Now, this is a report about what happened in Canada and how the Chinese Communist Party funded several Canadian political candidates' campaigns. But I would like to remind everybody that we have caught China doing this as well. If you go back to October of this year, even though this predates that, but there's a report that was released in October of this year that China has invested heavily in steering elections in the United States. In fact, over the past six years, China has spent $280 million directly to influence U.S. politics. It is more than any other foreign country. Now, Russia tends to target specific political candidates. And really what Russia's plan is, is not to win elections. Russia's plan is to cause chaos. Russia has had a plan for a long time to turn the left against the right, and they've been very successful in doing it. Most of the, we'll call them uh, pet issues of the left, you know, climate change, specific energy opposition, that sort of stuff, that's all stuff that actually originated as Russian operations. It was all designed to cause chaos here, to cause strife here, and to damage the U.S. energy industry so that Russia could gain a stronger foothold in energy as an energy competitor on the international global market. Russia's attempted to not just attack American politics and culture, but they've attempted to go after certain institutions that benefit the Russian economic output globally. And the left just eats it up and falls for it almost every time. There were times where we caught Russia organizing uh, pro-Trump rallies and simultaneously organizing anti-Trump rallies and hoping that they would fight. And people keep falling for this stuff. But this report from the Justice Department, which is under the uh, U.S. Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, China has spent more than, over the past six years, than any other country on U.S. politics. And Beijing generally is trying to change the overall political landscape of the United States. Um, in particular, making the U.S., you know, their opinions more favorable of China. But while Russia targets specific candidates and really is just trying to make chaos, China, it's more broad trying to change our politics. But it's totally unrelated to what happened in this uh, January 6th story. It's totally unrelated. More coming up, 95.3 MNC.